0: Blessed 45th anniversary, Covenant 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 EFC. EFC.
2: We never got this right somehow, yeah. (laughs) It's my fault, yeah. (laughs) After 45 years.
0: (laughs) Well, what a joy to be here in the house of the Lord. And those of you who are worshipping the Lord together with us uh, online as well. And what a joy to see many of you coming back on site. Turn to someone next to you and say, this is the church. Come on, turn around. So good to see many of you are back on site and to be able to come this day to celebrate God's faithfulness and goodness to Covenant EFC after 45 years. And we are doing this this morning here right now at the second service across our three worship centers at Bukit Panjang, at East Center, at Suntech, and also here at Woodland's and even for those of you following us online at home. Uh, we are so glad in the past two days to be able to have our 29th IDMC conference here at Willen Centre. And this is the first time we have a hybrid IDMC conference. Some of us were here on site, but majority of our delegates were following us and watching the conference online and at this uh, IDMC conference, we also announced that next year, being our 30th year of IDMC conference, the mother of all IDMC conferences, we will go back to Expo Hall and it will be fully on site. The date was, oh Yes. <laughs> The date is on 30th and 31st August, 2024, and more information will be given to you for those of you who were not there for the past two days of the IDMC conference. And we're so glad to be able to have many of our mission partners back with us. Uh, some more than 15 countries of our mission partners are here with us, worshipping with us, even at East and Bukit Panjang and Woodlands this morning, and we want to welcome you as well. At this conference, we also launched two new books at the conference. The first is a book by Pastor Kai, Life with Jesus. And this was uh, something that he wrote during his uh, recent sabbatical. And we encourage all of you, if you want to know what it means to be a disciple of Jesus Christ and to keep on following Him, this is a must-read book. And if you buy a copy of the book after second service, Pastor Kai will be there personally to sign your book. Wow, everybody say wow. wow. The second book that we launched at this conference was a book entitled, "Is Crazy. A book that is co-authored by Edward Ong and also Pastor Edmund Chan. A book on bold and courageous leadership that is needed today in a marketplace and also in the ministry of the local church. And so if you want to be crazy, get hold of the book. I think it's also a crazy price. At this anniversary service, we are so glad to have our preschool and our primary uh, kids with us at this intergenerational service. And just for you, we prepared a kids' activity book entitled A Life of Faith, which is the title of our message this year. There is no King David this year, but there's a life of faith of faith for you this year. So children, if you don't have a copy of the book with you, just wave your hand or your parents help you wave your hand because we can't see your hand and the ushers will bring to you a copy of this book so that you can follow us throughout this morning's message.
2: 45 years ago, 17 faith-filled pioneers went forth to plant a church in a five-room HDB flat in Gimow Estate. You know, in those days, there were some of them in their 20s. There were also families in their 30s with very young children. And you can see just now in Bukit Panjang, three of our founding elders, they are all attending Bukit Panjang right now. And in those days, they described to us how their hall uh, was their worship sanctuary. The bedrooms were all Sunday school classes. Mm. And then in the kitchen, the ladies would be busy cooking just before lunchtime, every Sunday, to cook up a delicious meal for those who are gathered for Sunday worship. You know, just look at where we are today. One church, three centres across the island. You know, surely, surely, glory be to God for all that He has done for us. His bountiful blessings, praise be to God. And for the pioneers, we honour you. We salute you. Thank you. There are Bible passages
0: that are well known for a, a very special and particular theme. Are you ready for a quiz? And we will do this together when I shout out the book and the chapter. Whatever comes to your mind, you just shout out. There's no right or wrong answer. What comes to your mind when you think of Genesis chapter 1? Adam, creation. Very good. Don't, don't miss out Eve as well. Creation, alright, It's what... Jumps up in our minds when you think about Genesis chapter 1. What about Psalms 23? And the secret is five words. And those of you who attended IDMC conference, there it was, it was shared uh, at plenary number 1. Psalms 23, what comes to your mind? The Lord is my shepherd. Very good. What about 1 Corinthians chapter 13? Love. Very good. Many of you are in love. Very good. What about Hebrews chapter 11?
2: Amen. And that is exactly what God has placed upon our hearts to share with you at this 45th anniversary. You see, Hebrews 11 describes what faith is and gives us many examples of ordinary men and women of faith. The book of Hebrews was written to strengthen the believers in a time of intense and increasing persecution. So when it comes to Hebrews 11, it calls out to the believers, don't string back, but persevere in faith. It gives us a picture of what faith looks like and how God journeyed with ordinary men and women through the Scriptures. And boys and girls, if you turn to your children's activity book, you will find
0: many, many of such ordinary men and women Written in Hebrews chapter 11 of how they were inspired and led of the Lord to live a life of faith. And at our church, Covenant's 45th anniversary, we believe God is calling us as a people of the Lord, as a church of Jesus Christ to rise up to a new level of faith relationship with God. The world we live in today is certainly not getting any easier. While things may seem dark and gloomy, we know God is working even when we can't see it. As the worship song reminds us, God is working even when we don't feel it. He's bringing everything together in preparation for the return of our King, Lord Jesus Christ. And the only way the people of God, the only way the Church of Jesus Christ here in Singapore can not only survive but thrive, is to live that life of faith in God.
2: This morning, we want to share with you two critical aspects of life of faith as seen in Hebrews 11 verse 1 and 2. And so whether you want to open up your Bible, your digital Bible, but we have also put it on the screen. So let me read from the English Standard Version. The Scripture reads, Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. For by it the people of old received their commendation. I also like to read it in the Message Bible. The fundamental fact of existence is that this trust in God, this faith, is the firm foundation under everything that makes life worth living. It's our handle on what we can't see. The act of faith is what distinguished our ancestors, set them above the crowd. And the first critical aspect of a life of faith as seen in
0: Hebrews 11 verse 1 is that a life of faith believes in the promises of God. A life of faith believes in the promises of God. The ESV translation Bible says that faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things unseen. What does this mean? Essentially, it is answering a very important faith question in life. How you and I can continue to be confident and convinced of unseen hopes and realities that the Bible talks about here. That a Bible faith here mentioned is not blind optimism. I believe whoever I vote on Friday will become the next president. <laughs> True Bible faith is not just blind optimism or a manufacture, I hope so, feeling. Neither is it an intellectual assent to a doctrine it is certainly not believing in spite of the evidence because that would end up being a superstition. Not at all. The Bible's mention faith is not based on our subjective thoughts and feelings, not some imaginary and wishful thinking as well. The author of Hebrew tells us it is primarily, faith is primarily anchored upon the unchanging and the unshakable promises of God. It says here in verse 3, a message translation, by faith, we see the world caught into existence by God's Word. What we see created by what
2: we don't see. In other words, our faith and confidence of the unseen is primarily based on who God is and what He has already said in His Scriptures, it is trusting in the eternal God who is all-powerful, infinitely wise and eternally trustworthy. And this God has revealed Himself first in the Scriptures, in the Word of God, but also in the person of the Lord Jesus Christ. And He has been proven faithful and true from generations to generation. And therefore, it is as the Apostle Paul declared in 2 Corinthians 1 verse 20, that all the promises of God will find their yes and amen in Jesus Christ. You see, this is the believer's one and only true foundation in our life. Anything else will be shifting sand. That is why if you go back to verse 1, the word assurance It's a Greek word used in business documentation to represent a title deed. In other words, if you paraphrase this, God's Word and promises are legit, as the young people would like to say it. But the older ones who say this is true, real, it's the solid foundation and substance. See, there's nothing that we should stand on except on who God is and what God's Word says to us. The Editor Macken defines
0: faith as an illogical belief in the occurrence of the impossible. The world fears to realize that faith is only as good as its object. And the object of our faith as a church, as a people of God, is none other than God Himself. Faith is not just some feeling that we try to manufacture. It is our total response to what God has already revealed in His Word. In summary, one preacher concluded that faith's character is found in one word, certitude, a dynamic certainty about what God has promised. It is true, it will come to pass. It is certainly not a feeling. and Therefore, a life of faith Firstly, believes in the promises of
2: God. My sisters, as we look to the Old Testament and see the life of Israel. You see, they, they were nobody, were they? They were just nothing. But God chose them out of the millions in the world to bear His story and destiny. And in spite of their rebellion and their disobedience, God judged them, yes. But God kept His covenant. And out of the God's promise to Abraham and subsequently King David, a Messiah shall come forth from the line of David and it will save the world. And today, you and I are the fulfillment of the promises of God. My friends, God chose Singapore likewise to bear His story and destiny. God chose Covenant EFC to bear His story and destiny. And that's why way back in 1987, when Pastor Edmund became senior pastor of the church, God gave a promise in Isaiah sixty twenty two during their overnight prayer. And the Bible reads, that verse reads, the last one shall become a clan, literally a thousand, and the smallest one, a mighty nation. I am the Lord. In His time, I will hasten it. And true enough, when we move into Bukit Panjang Centre, in September the 10 2000, we miraculously grew from 400 to 1,000 people on the very first Sunday. You see, this is not a work of men. It is a work of God. It is the fulfillment of God's promises to Covenant EFC.
0: 23 years ago, when we entered into our first land in Bukit Panjang Centre, we launched our New Life Community Service Centre as a desire with a vision to impact and to love the community found in Bukit Panjang for Jesus Christ. And over the past 23 years, New Life has impacted more than hundreds and thousands of beneficiaries When Pastor Edmund stepped down 12 years ago as our senior pastor and launched and pioneered the Global Alliance Ministry, GA in short, they have impacted hundreds and thousands around the world. Thousands and hundreds of people throughout the world through their conferences. And Pastor Ed has been mentoring many global movement leaders over the years as well. Our missions work In and through Covenant FC has now a total of 199 disciple-making church plants with many of our mission partners in 15 countries. And God willing, we are staffing new work, new missions initiative in Japan and Taiwan in the coming days. One of the stories that inspired us, encouraged us, was the story of Pastor Ram, our missions partner in Nepal. Many years ago, when Pastor Ram was connected to us by divine appointment, he was pastoring a hundred-member-sized church in a rural village in uh, Nepal. And when the Lord connected us and when He uh, learned and journeyed with us in in what it means to build an intentional disciple-making church, He handed over that hundred-sized church to someone else and then He moved to a different part of Nepal and planted a new work. And the work grew from nothing to about 45 people and eventually, few years later, he and his wife were led of the Lord to leave behind that work that was started and move again to another part of Nepal in just a matter of five years. And after they started the work, one of their own church elder, Pastor Benny, decided to move out and pioneer a new work in yet another part of Nepal. One after another, we see disciple-making church plant, planted just in the span of the past 18 years of the work that God has done through our missions partner.
2: Some of you might be asking, oh, praise the Lord, He's done great things in the missions field, done great stuff in the Global Alliance, you know, done great stuff through the church. Well, what about me? What about me on a personal level? Yes, you may be wondering right now, perhaps what are the things that you, you, you hope for in your life? Think about that for a moment. What are some of the things that you hope for in your life? And here I must be very quick to tell you that no, I'm not talking about the students here scoring all A's. I'm not talking about some of us entering to Harvard University. I'm not talking about you being promoted to some prestigious uh, titles and positions. Well, these are good and God has this for some of us, not all of us. But what I'm talking about here goes beyond all these material blessings but something to our spiritual well-being. That is for our eternal good. I'm talking about the confidence and certainty that guarantees our spiritual and our eternal well-being. So that no matter what the storms of life may come, we will pursue a life of faith that believes and stands on the promises of God. Now, can you think of great promises in the Scripture than some of these that we'll tell you now?
0: We believe as a church in the promise of Christ's return. Titus 2 verse 13 tells us, we're waiting for that blessed hope, the appearing of the glory of our great God and Saviour, Jesus Christ. We believe in the promise of the resurrection because according to 1 Peter 1 verse 3, according to His great mercy, He has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Oh, we believe in a promise of glorification. First John chapter 3 tells us, but we know that when He appears, we shall all be like Him because we shall see Him as He is. And everyone who thirsts hope in him purifies himself as he is pure and finally we believe that we will reign with God together for if we endure we will also reign with him 2 Timothy chapter 2 verse 12 and then revelation 22 tells us and night will be no more they will need no light of lamb or sun for the lord god will be their light and they will reign forever and ever.
2: So brothers and sisters, what is a life of faith? Well, a life of faith believes in the, let me try once again, a life of faith believes in the
0: promises
2: of God. Amen. And secondly, a life of faith lives for the praises from God. See Hebrews 11 verse 2 writes, for by it the people of old receive their commendation. Or as the Message Bible paraphrase, the act of faith is what distinguished our ancestors, set them above the crowd. I like that translation, that paraphrase. The New King James Version translated is as obtain a good testimony. The New American Standard Bible says they gain approval. And the New Living Translation said they earned a good reputation. You see, in the Greek, the word commendation means to be and become affirmed favorably by first-hand authentication. It comes from the Greek root word, which gives us the English word martyr. That means it is to testify and to bear witness. In other words, these people of old, they were approved They were commanded favourably as God's witnesses they had obtained and they have earned the praises of God. The word commendation
0: is a very important word in Hebrews chapter 11. It occurs not only once in verse two, but twice in verse four. Let's look at Hebrews eleven verse four. He says, "By faith Abel offered to God a more acceptable sacrifice than Cain, through which he was commended as righteous. God commending him by accepting his gifts." And then once in Hebrews eleven verse five. And it reads, "By faith, Enoch was taken up so that he should not see death, and he was not foul, because God had taken him. Now before he was taken, he was commended as having pleased God. And finally once in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 39, and it reads, "And all this, though commended through their faith, did not receive what was promised. Warren Risby, the commentator, says, the summary in Hebrews 12 verse 1 calls all these ordinary men and women, this list of ordinary men and women, so great a cloud of witnesses. They are witnesses that testify to the wonderful promises of God and God gave witness to each of their faith in God and their witness was about God's divine approver on their lives and their ministries.
2: The Hall of Faith characters and their faith exploit from verse 3 to verse 40 were truly ordinary men and women, but they have done the impossible by faith in God alone. And what was crucial in their experiences, the experiences of these faithful servants of God was that life was not always a bed of roses. Now look at Hebrews 11 verse 13. The Bible tells us, these all died in faith, not having received the things promised, but having seen them and greeted them from afar, and having acknowledged that they were strangers and exiles on the earth. In other words, they were faithful until death, even though they didn't get to see the promise fulfilled. And here we can Get an example from Abraham and Sarah. And they were given the promise of the land, didn't they? But all the days of their life, they lived as nomads without entering the promised land. But they lived by faith. This faithful ones
0: not only did not see the promises of God fulfilled in their lifetime, but the Bible tells us they also had to suffer for what they believed. Look with me at Hebrews 11 verse 35 to 37 and he says, Some were tortured, refusing to accept release so that they might rise again to a better life. Verse 36, others suffered mocking and flogging and even chains and imprisonment. They were stoned, they were sawed into two, they were killed with a sword, they went about in skins of sheep and goats destitute, afflicted, and even mistreated. Wow! They were faithful to the end, even despite persecution and the danger of death. Let's be wary as a church of Jesus Christ here in Singapore of false teachings that promote a life of health and wealth by self-will and blind faith for their own self-interest and pleasure. That's the false gospel. Don't fall for it. Instead, the lies and the labors of this great man and woman who live a life of faith in the Old Testament showed us the same elements of a life of faith. Number one, God spoke to them through the promises of His Word. Their whole inner lives were stirred and convinced and convicted in different ways. Three, they obeyed God regardless of the circumstances they go through in life. And finally, God brought witness about each one of their life of faith.
2: I love what Warren be say again. Faith enables us to understand what God does. Faith enables us to see what others cannot see. As a result, faith enables us to do what others cannot do. People laugh at these great men or women when they step out by faith. But God was with them and He enabled them to succeed for His glory. So J. Oswald Sanders put this perfectly. Faith enables the believing soul to treat the future as present and the invisible as sin. My dear brothers and sisters, this is the express, the explicit will of God for us as His people. Because to live by faith means to gain His divine praise and approval. Brothers and sisters and friends, what are you
0: really living for in this present life? What is your witness? Where is your testimony today? Perhaps some of us are going through very difficult and challenging season in our life. Perhaps a moment of weakness in our bodies, sickness, and you're crying out to God, God, how long will this last? How long will this last? When will my suffering end? When will I be delivered from this struggle in my life? And God's Word invites all of us today at our church 45th anniversary to a life of faith that not only believes in the promises of God, but is committed to live for the praises from God as well, in spite of our desired outcome. For both now and before eternity, nothing else really matters except the approval and the commendation of God for each of our lives. Yes, I do not deny it is difficult and it it's tough going through whatever the journey it might be for different ones of us. But God's promises in His Word previews that just shall
2: live by faith. Another possible application for this life of faith that is commanded by God is to also recognize that our Christian faith is not a solo affair, me and my family kind of faith. Not at all. The Christian faith always is a collective faith. It is across people, languages and gender. And at this anniversary, we have particularly urged those who are still attending the online Sunday worship service. We urge you to come back. Why? Because the church is a collective body that worships together with one another face to face and not via the digital devices. What was default during the pandemic cannot become the normal for our life. Yes, we are very well aware that there are some who due to certain medical or health reasons are still worshipping from home and we are very delighted to continue to provide that for them. But other than that, to worship God as a community, it means to come back on site to this worshipping community. And for some of you who are watching online from overseas, we strongly encourage you, find a local church and go be part of the serving community and the worshipping community over there. My dear friends, as a collective body God that's called Covenant EFC, to a life of grace, growth, and godliness. These are our core values. And our mission is to return the church, capital letter C, to its disciple-making roots, through authentic discipleship and intentional disciple-making, so as to reproduce disciples of a certain kind to win the world for Christ. The Lord in His grace over the years have
0: helped us develop and clarify our vision towards Vision twenty twenty eight and beyond. In these three simple faith exploits that He has given to us, disciple the generations, disciple Singapore, and disciple the nations. Now, all this sounds big, hairy, audacious goals that we believe God has given to us. Who are we as a small church in Singapore to disciple the generations, to disciple Singapore, and to disciple the nations? And as part of this. Faith exploits. We started the seed fund journey in 2018 at our church 40th anniversary five years ago. We're so pleased to share how, in the last five years, God has been so faithful to us by stirring and convicting our hearts to give to God's kingdom in towards the seed fund for the future generations. And even during the past years of the pandemic, God's people here in Covenant, EFC, continue to give towards that vision, 2028 and beyond. Look at God's faithful provision. As of June 2023, we want to give thanks to God that the Lord has provided 25.6 million during the last five years. And for that, God deserves
2: all the glory. Amen. Very soon, the government will be releasing three plots of church land. And we've been praying, the leadership been praying for God's will and confirmation for the East Centre. First, we thank God for the completed renovation in Woodlands Centre. There's a team right now thinking about the major renovation that will take place in Bukit Panjang. And as we keep reminding you in our update, this is not just about a physical building. It's about the spiritual building of the church of Jesus Christ. And therefore, it is a faith journey. It is a spiritual journey. It is not some ungodly ambition of the church leadership. We want to win the world for Christ. We want to disciple them and we want to send them into the world. My dear friends, there are many of you who have already given sacrificially and we praise God. But we know there are some who have not yet participated in this vision. And all we ask of you is to pray and give as the Lord leads you to give to His kingdom. I really believe that if every one of us just participate, we can raise this money for the future. I was on sabbatical last year and I heard this story after the 44th anniversary last year. There was a young person, 15 years only, the following Sunday, he came to church and he gave a thick envelope to one of the pastors. And this is what the youth said. He says, this is from my savings to give my best to a great God for His glory. Praise to God for such a 15-year-old, faith-filled young man who can see the church and what it is. So and sister's covenant wants to live for the praises of God. And so let's journey forward because we have a testimony, a witness to bear for God and not to store up treasures on earth.
0: My brothers and sisters and friends, we believe this is God's heartbeat and His message to us as a church family at our 45th anniversary. The two critical aspects of a life of faith that is so needful in the times in which we lived and that this two critical aspects of a life of faith is that a life of faith believes in the promises of God. And secondly, it leads for the praises from God. And until and unless we rise up to this new level of faith relationship and exploit for Jesus and His Kingdom, we cannot please God nor fulfill his purposes in our lives and through our
2: church here in Covenant EFC. So we must start once again where we began 45 years ago. 17 faith filled pioneers went out to do God's will with nothing very much actually. But they had gone and they had a faith filled vision to build God's kingdom because they believe in the promises of God, they live for the praises from God, and so must we. Let me close with this final story at the IDMC conference just yesterday. One of the testimony that was read out to the delegates came from one of our church members. A testimony of someone living in a very hostile and persecuted environment. He has been ministering them for some years now. But because of the hostile environment, even the daily food to buy rice is a problem because people refuse to sell to him and he has to work hours to just to get his rice. And just three weeks ago, a mob consisting of some 300 people came to attack him and his family. They injured his family and they injured him. They wanted to blind his eyes. But God protected him. The police came. But of course, he was sent to the hospital for his uh, medical treatment. And, And as he was in the hospital, he sent a text to this church member to say, please pray two things for us. Number one, pray that I can recover from my hospitalization and treatment. Number two, pray for my persecutors. How many of us really would ask people to pray for your persecutor? We say imprison them, all right? Kill them, what do I mean pray for them? No. He was so obedient even to what God has given to him. And our church member said to him, why, why don't you leave that village? Go find somewhere safer. And you know what his reply? He says, I can't. I can't. Because if I leave, who will preach the gospel to these people? Who will preach the gospel to these people? Wow. When I, mean, I heard that story, our hearts were just so filled. And we say, what faith, what faithfulness that's been demonstrated by our brothers and sisters in Christ in persecuted countries. And what more us, Covenanters, Singaporeans, Christians living in the safe land. Surely God has caught us to that life of faith and faithfulness. So Covenanters, let's go. Let's go and live the life of faith as God has instructed us in his word today let's all pray together across three centers right now let's give yourself a short moment just to be still to hear the voice of god may the holy spirit now speak to you i have two simple responses the first this is the question i want to ask how many of you in this tree center, East Bukit Panjang and Woodland Center, how many of you see Covenant EFC as your spiritual home? If you do, just raise up your right hand right now. All eyes are closed. Nobody's looking around between you and God. You see yourself, Covenant EFC is your spiritual home. Doesn't matter whether you are an official member or not, but if you desire to sing your roots here, and to grow in Christ. Raise up your hand right now and you reaffirm your spiritual membership in the body of Christ in Covenant EFC. Yes, I see many hands. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. You may put down your hands right now. As your eyes continue to remain closed, at this 45th anniversary, there's a second simple call. Therefore, will you arise, will you arise in faith like the people of old to believe in the promises of god and live for the praises from god and if this is your heart's desire yes i want i want to be that kind of faithful servant to put your hands to the plow and don't look back and if this resonates with you right now right now would you put your two hands as an offering to god palms up open your hands to god and says lord I offer my life to you, Lord, in worship of you, dear Lord. Let's keep it there for a moment because this is your consecration. Not just individually, but across street center. Our consecration right now, as a body of Christ, right now, here. Lord, we consecrate our lives to you. Receive, dear Lord, our five loaves and our two fish. We desire, dear Father, your commendation and your favor and we seek to live by your promises. Oh Lord, unite our hands, unite our hearts to love you and to build your church, Lord. Amen.
0: Father, for your wonderful gift of grace and love to us, we say thank you. We're so grateful for all that Jesus has done for us. That a life of faith is ultimately not just believing in your promises. It is not just living for the praises from God. But a life of faith is ultimately rooted in the person of our Lord and Saviour Jesus Christ. And we pray for those of us who have yet to know Christ. That today will be the day of salvation for them. That today they will cry out and call upon the name of Jesus and your word says that when they call upon the name of Jesus, they will be in indeed. And that they will begin a newfound journey of walking with you, of following Jesus for the rest of their lives. Lord, for the rest of us who are really believers, thank you so much for the privilege of knowing Jesus. Help us be found faithful and fruitful living this life of faith. For the glory of God who is sovereign over us. As we give you thanks and glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's sing this response song. Sovereign over us.
3: to trust your plans are
1: still to prosper